2: Welcome back to another episode of the Nina Kaza Show, your post-match show, live calling show on Discord. A late one today, um, as you all know, it finished Liverpool 1, Spurs 1, not the result we wanted. Uh, we are very, very spoiled as Liverpool supporters, but still, you know, a few years ago that was pretty much our season done and dusted. We have so much to still for and we've got so much to bank on and it's still pretty much not over but um it does leave a little bitter taste in your mouth and i've just shared exactly how i feel to uh, the listeners you know what enough of my ramblings let's get some excellent um let let me introduce my excellent excellent panel for you and hopefully they will lighten the mood and make me feel better as well as you guys too because i'm sure you're feeling a little bit deflated as well uh First up, I have a familiar voice on the Nina Kausa show, also a familiar voice on the main Anfield Index podcast. The legend that is, Miss Lisa Marie. Welcome back, Lisa.
3: Thank you, Nina. Um I, I'm happy to be back on the show. I just I was for a much more happy and elated reason. But that's okay. We're we're you know, all is not lost. It is not all lost yeah um league is not lost and of course we still have two more wonderful trophies to play for so that's what we need to focus on but but it is a bit disappointing and as um i think mando said before we went live you know we're just not used to this Mm. yeah (laughs) i'm tired of the habit so yeah but but yeah i i still have faith that you know we can i don't think the quadruple is dead
2: I love that. And you know what? Um, let me intro my uh, next guest. I mean, Lisa's already kind of spoiled it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's Mando. Um, Mando, it has been a long, long time, my friend, since you and I, and we've podcasted together. But I think Lisa Marie um, uh, is pretty much spot on. So are you. Um, welcome on to the show.
4: Uh, thanks, Nin. It's good to be back. Uh, you know. You wish it would be. I wish it would be under better circumstances, but I mean, we're just we're a spoiled fan base. We languished in mediocrity for a really, really long time, mm. um, and you know when Jurgen came, and we we were very excited about that. You and I and we discussed that at length many, many times early on, and and you know it, what we thought would happen did happen, and now we are arguably if uh, the best team in the world, and results like this you know happen. Look at what's happened to City against madrid unlikely things happen and i know that um everybody's a bit disappointed i know that uh, it's going to be a lot tougher it was already a tall ask to get this quadruple it's a reason it doesn't happen we mm-hmm. needed help anyway um now we just need a little bit more help but uh i'm not going to sit here and tell you i'm all doom and gloom yeah. um, like i would have told you eight years ago right yes um I don't know who I've become but age has has taken its toll on on me and uh and my and my frustration and my anger I think it's dissipated a lot and I owe a lot of that to Jurgen. I'm not mad about everything all the time. Now I'm just very much okay, it is what it is. We'll go again cuz we always go again.
2: Yeah, I think you know um, we've just become that thing that we despise—the spoiled rich kid, you know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, we will talk about the game. But first up, um, we have got some excellent people joining us live on Discord. So everyone, uh, welcome to the Nina Kalsa Show live. If you've got, if you want to join us live, um, drop me a message, and we'll get you on. But first up, we do have a caller. It is a familiar voice on the Nina Kalsa Show. um, The first caller, as always, it's um, Kevin. Kevin, welcome back, and the floor is yours.
5: Thank you very much.
2: Yeah, welcome back Kieran. Uh yeah, um I'm guessing you've got some things to say about that.
5: Um just uh I'm a very, very disappointing night. Um it was again we had to win. Um I thought um I thought the first half we you know, I thought we, we were better in the first half, but um, in terms of like, trying to break them down but we couldn't. And then I thought second half, we were really poor. And I thought that um, Spurs, you have to give them credit. They came with a game plan. Caught they got his set up and the tactics absolutely spot on Um, and really done a job on us. And uh, look, I'm disappointed that devastated because, you know, there's still... There's still so much to play for. Um, you know, there's in you know, there's still obviously the Champions League and the FA Cup and in terms of the league I think it's um probably gonna be one we hurdle too far now, unfortunately.
2: I think, I think that's a fair assessment, Kevin. Uh, thank you so much for calling. We'll we'll use um your your, you your talking you Cheers. Yeah, no, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, it's Kevin there summarising how he feels. And uh we the, see the beast that we're up against, which is Manchester City, which we will discuss. Um we'll get to that in a minute. Uh Lisa and Mando, I think the first place we need to start is from the top, the team lineup. Um I'll come to Lisa first. Lisa, team lineup, what did you make of it? Um I actually it was pretty much the team that I kind of expected. Um uh Although I was a little bit surprised because um, he went with his Champions League defence. I call Kanate I and Virgil van his Champions League um, centre-back pairing. So I want to get your thoughts. Were you happy with the team lineup? Happy with what Jurgen Klopp fielded?
3: Yes, I was. Um, yeah, it was. I, Canate was a little bit of a... But I thought, well, he does have the faster pace. And against Son and Kane, that was probably what he was thinking there, um, was to have that little bit more um, pace with Kanate. So, I, you know, I think that was probably a good choice. Um, you know, I, I kind of would have liked to have seen Samikas in for Robertson just because, and I'm sure we'll as we talk about the match, but I, I think Robertson's very, very tired right now. Um, you know, he hasn't had a rest that some of the other, you know, typical starters have had um, over the last few games. So I, I think starting to be some fatigue showing there but yeah but overall i was i was pleased with the lineup i you know i i think you know it was it was good selection by klopp and you know i i thought it was going to be a good matchup against the spurs
2: no cheers thanks for that lisa amanda i'll come to you. team lineup there's be so many meltdowns on the team lineup but You know, we have such a great team. Uh, The starting 11 always looks really strong. The bench looks really strong as well. So there aren't many grumbles, but I want to get your thoughts. Were Were you surprised? Was that the team that you were the fielded?
4: Uh, yeah I believe so I think uh for the most part mm. everything was spot on um I think early on in the match uh we saw that it was probably a, a good call um we pressed we pressed like hell i think we 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 controlled a lot of the game in the first half um it was the mm. good chaos it was the chaos that Jurgen likes to create um you know I didn't see anything wrong pre-match with what we went with I thought that it was the right call um I knew that you know our fullbacks are always playing really high up the pitch and and sun and 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 Kulusevsky are, 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 are good players, are good wingers. And I thought that that was going to be where the danger comes from. Um, and sure enough, I mean, I, I'm sure Jurgen knew that's where the danger was going to come from. So playing Fabinho, playing Henderson um, just made sense. They were going to cover a lot of ground and they were going to, they were gonna you know, try to nullify that a little bit. Um, all in all, I, I, I can't say I was too disappointed, no.
2: Amanda, I'm going to stick with you because... Of course we know we had that intense game midweek against Villarreal where, you know, Liverpool had to really kind of um dig deep and get performance um because they played so bad in, in the first half against Villarreal. And, you know, um I was very, very surprised with how well Liverpool started and you know, just the pace and the pressing and you know the pressing that like, you know that really impressed you. But, you know, two minutes in and Liverpool were all over them and you know Spurs couldn't set the game, you know, there was so much pressing, I I thought Liverpool looked really disciplined, I thought Liverpool looked really hungry and, you know, um, uh, I do think, I mean, Kevin touched on it as well, you know, where Liverpool looked really good in the first half, looked a bit tired, fatigued in just second, hence where, you um, you know, where we looked a bit, you know, a bit like suspect in terms of the midfield sort of tracking back and helping the defenders. But we'll get to that. But in the first half, certainly, I mean, what did you make of that? Because I thought Liverpool played really well. I thought we pressed really well. I absolutely loved um, the fact that every time they got the ball, we were pressing and we were hunting them down in packs. So, um, your thoughts? Sir?
4: Yeah, I thought we played really well. Um, we didn't get a, a goal. Um, I don't necessarily think we deserved a goal in the first half. We didn't really look very uh, clinical in front of in front of goal. Um, I think that was, you know, Throughout the game, that was probably a theme. We could have been a little bit more clinical. Um, I thought the midfield did well. Um, They chased that ball. um, They pressed Mm -hmm. the team. They pushed Tottenham Mm -hmm. back. Um, I thought uh, in the 25th, 26th minute or so, uh, Trent had a 1v1 with uh, Sonny. Um, He came out on top. uh, You know, not too bad for for a young right back that can't defend, huh? Um, But all in all, I thought this team... Played well, Um, even in the second half. I know that we might have had a little bit of tired legs, but you got to understand. And I think everybody on this, you know, call listening to this podcast as a fan of Liverpool uh, knows that we're playing more matches than anybody. You know, we're getting to every final this season. We played every possible match. We're going to be tired. Um, Andrew Robinson, uh, uh, to Lisa Marie's point, looks gassed. And that's, that's understandable. Um, I think that him coming out, in the 60, 65th minute was probably pre-planned. I think Jurgen probably told them before the match, hey Andy, this is what's gonna happen. And I don't I don't I'm, you know, I, I I think it was the right call. We gotta protect these players. We still have a lot to play for. Um yeah, Tottenham, Tottenham's a good team. I think we often forget that Tottenham's a good team. I think we often forget that everybody in the Premier League is a quality side. Um, and and we take for granted how good we are and and the expectation of always going out there and winning, a lot of these teams that we play are are, are way fresher than we are. Um, They have time to prepare for us. Um, We are at the head of the table, and everybody gives us their best. Uh, That's not something that, you know we take lightly and that's not something that the team takes lightly. So they take a lot of pride in that and they go out there and they play and they play really hard and, and, and they show their quality today. I think it was just a matter of not being clinical enough in front of goal. That's, that's literally all that went wrong for us. Um, did we get lost a little bit in the, when, when son or on sun's goal? Sure. Sure. We lost track of Sesson young and then he centered us nice square pass. And that was that, um, it's fine margins at this point, and, and, you can't even really be too upset. You could be disappointed and I understand that, but you know, that's part of the game. That's why we watch because, you know, things like what happened to city in Madrid wouldn't happen. It's, it's why we watch because at the end you still had hope. I mean, when I saw five minutes flash at the end, I thought we were going to get there. Um, Mm. And that's just because we always get there. (laughs) And again, it just goes back to being spoiled. It goes back to our expectation level being at what it is. Um, We expect to win we expect to go out there and not just win but dominate and do it in style. Uh that that that's all we can really ask for, right? As supporters and, and as disappointed as we are, we still have a lot to play for. We have the, the biggest trophy in, in 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 the world to play for. Um and I like our odds. So I'm, I I'm very comfortable with this team. I'm very comfortable where we're at. Um even today I I'm not I'm not all that dis- I'm not all that down on on the team or or or, or. On the result, it's part of it. It's part of it all. Uh, we've lost once in like I don't know how long, and um, that continued today. So I don't know, Nin. I don't know how to feel. um I'm not even. I'm not angry. I'm not disappointed. I'm. I'm still very satisfied, and still feel very spoiled to uh to get to enjoy this on a weekly basis.
2: No, for sure. And you know, at least I'll come to you. I mean, I think Mando being there um, on the podcast, very pragmatic and. You know, we love to hear it. And, uh, you know, speaking about fine margins there. And, you know, I think, you know, I want to get your thoughts on the first half. I thought, you know, we, we started very really brightly. I'd like to hear your response to Mando's comments and just, you, um, you know, just in general, your takeaways, but it is fine margins because any other day, you know, like on the 38th minute, minute, for example, you know, Virgil van Dijk, he puts away that header, you know, from that corner. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, there are times where it just isn't our day, if you will. Just those little fine margins don't fall to our side of the equation. And and today was one of them. Absolutely. You know, Virgil's header hitting the cross is an excellent example. I think the reason I'm the most disappointed is I hate Spurs. I hate Spurs and I hate Harry Kane. And so for anyone, for us to lose lose points to, it just... Anyway, but I, I digress. Um, no, I think we did. We we started very, you know, we started very brightly, very, you know, very positively, you know, high um, high energy. I mean, you know, Diaz, you know, just holding on to the ball. I just made a note. I'm like, I'm just like Diaz in the first minute, you know, just keeping possession and doing what he was doing with the ball. I was just like, all right, yeah, here we go. And um, so we started well. I mean, there's a whole lot. No, it wasn't like the start on um, Tuesday in the in the Champions League semifinal, where you know nobody played well. I mean, I, it was just you know, as as Mando said, it was it often is a game of fine margins, and today those margins, just especially in the first half, were not falling in our favor.
2: No, they really weren't. And you know, let's kind of talk about some of uh, the players. I mean, I've got some comments here. Maybe, maybe we kind of go through the comments. It might help the flow with the podcast. Manda, I'll come to you. I've got a, I've got a comment here by uh, Ramiz Akhtar, and uh, he says we weren't going to win the league anyway, so at least we don't have to stress for the last few games. discuss and you put like a cheeky laughing emoji face. Um, your, 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 your thoughts on that one? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's that. Not... I'm sorry. Oh, uh, but... I was just gonna say I did see that too, and it, it made me giggle. <laughs> yeah,
3: same.
4: I mean, yeah, it, it, it's not the end of the world. I mean, were we? It was. It was always going to be a tough ask. Um, it was always going to be a tough ask to go out there and play, um, but and win the league. Man City is a team that's well drilled. It's a team that uh, that wins every game in the league. It seems, you know, and 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 for us, it, it, it's not even. I don't know. I, I it's incredibly. I think I'm okay. I'm at peace with not winning the league. I think you know we've done it, and and that helps. And so for me, that feeling of getting over the line during the pandemic season, when we were—I mean, not to say we're out of it, we're still in it—but just getting over the line then has allowed me to not feel that pressure or that stress or or feel so exhausted about it. Um, we've done it. We proved we can do it. We'll do it again. Uh, I have no doubt about it. But we got to understand that this is. The opposition that, that we have at the top of the table is, is is a team that is built for this, that spends so much money, that this is what they want, and this is what, what 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 is expected of them, just like it is of us, and we've done it in a very different way. We've done it in a more organic way. We're not shelling out hundreds of millions of pounds all the time. I'm not saying we're cheap. We're buying players where we need to buy them, but we're smart about it. Luisito Diaz is a revelation. We're seeing him out there. Lucho's out there doing things that that get everybody off their seat as soon as he gets the ball um you know but but we also got to understand the realistic situation that we're in and that we're playing a team that no other league has this type of competition at the top no other league is the finest of margins where we're talking about a handful of games left and the only difference in the league currently is 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 goal difference that's how good that team is and it, that's how good we are. We have to give credit where it's due. And we got to understand that as good as we are, we have a rival that is on par, you know, if not slightly better on their day. And that's okay to say, you know, we're better than them on our day. And that's just the way it is. We are the two best teams in the world. Um, and and we also are still in a competition that they, they would, they would give anything in the world to, to have. You know that's all their their goal is. This I think I think the emphasis we put on the Premier League isn't even something City puts an emphasis on as much. City's goal is always the Champions League. That's what they want because to them this is a given. And I like it not being a given. I like that we don't feel entitled to the Premier League. To us it's still massive. To us it's still in play. But I also know that it's not the end all. We're still playing for other cups. I I, I don't know. I, I You know, I, I, I don't feel, I never felt the pressure, I think, is in, in short. Is I never felt that pressure of, that stress of, oh, we're not going to win the league, so now I feel relieved. I, I've, I've been pretty relaxed about this throughout. We are watching the greatest team that we're ever going to watch. And that's enough for me, I think, at this point.
2: There and Lisa I'm gonna come to you because uh Amanda was just talking about how great Liverpool are and obviously this Man City side is and it kind of makes you angry that we you know like this is potentially one of the best Liverpool sides that we've we've seen and even like I think the older generation will agree with that as well and they are being pushed by this monster that is Man City I mean it just winds you up because any other season any other year this team walks it season in season out because that's how good they are but your response to um, uh, Ramiz's uh, question there You
3: you know I think we need to take a step back and remember where we were the first week of January I mean we weren't even in shouting distance of challenge. Well, I mean that may be a little bit pushing it, but you know we were fourteen points right off the top of the table. You know we I
2: threw in my table. I did. I threw in my table when we lost to Leicester.
3: You know we, we didn't think going to be on Man City's heels to win to win the title, and and we are. In addition to, you know, FA Cup final next weekend, Champions League final the end of the month. I mean, so I think it just goes back to what Mando was saying about us. We've become a little bit spoiled um, because, I mean, I didn't necessarily throw in the towel the end of January, but I knew it was a long shot. You know, anything could happen. And then I think my hopes have gotten more built up probably here in the last four to six weeks as we have just really been on their heels and, you know, and have just been on this fantastic run. But I think at the end of the season, if no, we don't have the league, and even if we, you know, I what our players have accomplished is just amazing. And it's, it's so wonderful. You know, I mean, I, I caught myself doing it today during the match. was just like, because I was just getting, oh, my gosh, you know, we're not going to win this. And then I thought, you know what? Look at these. Look at these players that we have the privilege of watching play for our team. We are so lucky and so blessed that you know, the side that we get to watch, you know, week in and week out, and, you know, that, that just the things that they do, and, and, you know, and, and so I'm just, I'm just kind of in a big picture place right now, yeah, but I think it's, it's, it is what it is, and, you know, as we always say, you know, you just move on to the next one, and, you know, and we, we still have many, many things to play for in the what, left, so.
4: And you know, I think realistically too, what we got to understand is that city is deflated. City's coming off of mm-hmm. a major loss, yeah. probably the biggest loss in, you know, their short history. I'm just joking. I know they've been around forever, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, uh, but, but what I'm saying is, this is got that's that's going to play a toll on them. They're people. That they're, they're people too. They're people, too. So to tell me that Newcastle can't go out there and take points, to tell me Stevie can't go out there and take points from these guys.
3: They've got to be mentally and physically exhausted from that game on Wednesday. 100%.
4: 100%. You know
3: know what? Pep would sell his soul to the devil to win the Champions League at this point in time. (laughs) 1 million percent. You
4: You see the interviews he's giving afterwards? (laughs) Existential Pep is my favorite Pep. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say.
2: love it when he overthinks and speaking and of moving,
4: and he's not overthinking because he lost to madrid he's overthinking because jurgen is constantly on that man's mind yes
3: yes it he is insanity rent free. <laughs> rent free in that poor man's
2: head love it love it and speaking of on to the next we have some callers who were at the game i believe so i'm going to bring them in real quick some familiar voices and um, uh Let's bring them in and uh, dare I say my good friends uh, Harinder and Cam, I think, are joining us live. did
0: this thing come from? Hey? Yeah, where did this friends thing come from?
2: Fine, okay, not friends then. (laughs) Acquaintances. Family, family. Okay, sorry, family, family. Oh, there you go. That's so
3: sweet. Oh, Harinder.
2: Watch him him now. Um, Sly tackle me on my show, but I'm,
0: I'm ready for it. <laughs> Fucking damn straight, slide tackle you, family. Because like you get away with put downs that way. Friends walk away. <laughs> oh damn oh, There me. I oh.
3: went giving him credit too soon,
0: too soon. No, too soon, too soon, too soon. Um, it's a little bit deflating. I ain't gonna. There's no no one can sugarcoat that part. It's a little bit deflating, but Tottenham came and did a number on us in the way that they would. Um, shut down space. They they basically did an Italian defence job, right? Conte knew exactly how to set the team up. Um, they played their five at the back and then four in the midfield and then sort of like a lowly cane up front or so. Um, and their goal was very, very, very frustrating to me. Just watching them push it through the ball and we could see the pockets of spaces that they had from my Vista and I was like going, for fuck's sake don't know, you know, you son of the and you're like, right, okay, you know what? This is Liverpool. We can we can de- definitely get one back. We get one back. Yeah, we do. We don't get the second back, and we we kind of half look likely that we will. I think that was a little bit worrying for me, you know. And in I hear all the fatigue. I hear everything that's going on. But oh, you know, like I sat there uh, when the full time whistle went. I sat there and thought it's a lot of fan fatigue as well, lots because. You go on the smoke and steam of hope, really, more than anything else. And these are vapors that, you know, evaporate very quickly. You know, they, they're going or going and going and going and going. And, and you, when you're gassed out, you're like, for fuck's sake. And I left today thinking, right, it's a mindset. It's a choice. Some people right now will shit their kegs quite rightly and go, you know what, that's it, it's over, it's over, we fucked it, it's over, we're not doing anything, we're shit, we're this, that, Luis Diaz is this, and Jota this, and Keita that, and everybody, Salah should have done this, Trent did this, and that happened, to everybody who wants to do that, knock yourselves out. Please knock yourselves out because if you knock yourselves out you shut the fuck up at the same time for ages. <laughs> 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 it's true. If you if you knock it, you know, if you knock yourself out, you will be quiet. Fine fucking twisted. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yes,
4: because I love you both. I love you, you-, I love you It's true.
0: You know what? Because that's the kind All right, you know what? It's the kind of Pussy shit that you'll hear from people when when the chips are down, oh yeah, you know it's over. Fucking hell, honestly, do you know what? Nothing is over yet. It's not. And don't don't lose hope until the point of whereby it's it's mathematics cannot be done. On the last day of the season, City was still on top. When we went to play Wolverhampton Wanderers at the end of the eighteen nineteen season, City was still on top. Liverpool had everything to go for and we took a lead. Uh, sorry, we didn't take it. Um,
2: Brighton were ahead, right? Yeah, we, we we were happy <laughs> for like a few minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was a
2: brief, shining... Yeah, there was
0: elation. <laughs> there was some serious elation going on. And
2: you know what? We met Steve Pizza that day as well. Fun fact.
0: Indeed, we did. And Cam wore a lovely top saying, friendly one at the back of it.
6: I did. You did? I did.
0: There he is. Indeed. Like, so why are we giving up? Why are people... So easily led. And, and, you know, we had the pod yesterday with Sanjeev Bhaskar where he said, you know, emotions are quite close to each other. You know, it's, sometimes you can be high, you can be low, you can be upset, you can be angry, you can be sad, you can be happy, you know, they, they're very, very close to each other. Get all that, but get a grip. This is your body telling you to shut the fuck up, get a grip. And if you can't do those two things, just shut the fuck up. Because you are going to put everyone else down. You're to, you know, misery loves company. You just want to drag people down. Go for it. Knock again. Knock yourselves out so that you could shut the fuck up. Do it because it's pointless. You know, because that, that misery spinning that people want to do on either the, their version of social media, but they prefer. Then why? What are you going to gain? What, what you're going to do is just drag a fan base um, a, down to a, towards a low. Maintain a bit of a high. We're still top of the league. Nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody can tell me what's going to happen in um, two minutes' time or an hour's time. Because no one can tell time. No one can tell the future, right? Anything can happen. And as long as anything can happen, let it be. We're still going to be marching towards winning another two trophies. I know people will be, I would be somebody who is slightly deflated by not getting a quadruple because I think that's a fucking amazing thing to see and do. But I'll take the treble. It's all right. I'll take it. But I'm not going to give up on the court until it's over. So don't fucking give up and don't be Now Now's the time to put your money where your mouth is. And either you walk know. with your chest held up high or if you want to be a dickhead and just want to be a bit of a flat ass and stuff, uh, everything's miserable, again, knock yourselves out, shut the fuck up.
4: You know, it's people who act like we've never overcome anything. I mean, oh, Istanbul. Yeah. I mean, Barcelona. I mean, we. The list goes Last on and on. To people,
3: qualify for the Champions League,
4: one <laughs> hundred percent. Allison Becker. To <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I, the the fact that we continue to doubt this team, uh, you know, uh, time and again, as as you know, as a collective, um, when things go sideways a little bit, is astonishing to me because. If anybody can, it's this team. Especially with the manager, especially with the mindset, especially with what we've proven and overcome time and time and time and time again. You know, we're top of the league to your point, Paji, and not just that, but this could instead of everybody like being super annoyed or disappointed or or what have you, that's a natural reaction, but like that has to fade really quick and the beauty about this thick and fast schedule is that the players already have to put it behind them and they have to go and they're going to go again. And and not just that, but like, this is a vital point that gained. I know that people will see this as two point loss and sure, but this is a vital point gain. It puts us at the top of the table with a goal difference. City lose one, nothing tomorrow or later in the season. And we win out. That's a wrap. People need to understand that. Like, we sh- we can't just continue to doubt this team when they've proven time and again what they're capable of. And at the end of the season, if on the final day we come up slightly short on this, to your point, Paji, a wonderful consolation prize is a treble. If only what every other fan base would bite your arm off to 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 be in that position.
0: So yeah, and every other and every other fan base currently doesn't want to take fourth, and are currently are playing for which version <laughs> of Thursday they're going to play in. Either a European country, either a European country right now, or a European country like, I wonder where the fuck that is then.
6: We have new European countries now.
0: Yeah, that's literally it. Because that's what Tottenham are playing for, right? They're either playing for playing on Thursday night in the Europa League or in the conference. they got a fuck all else going for them. And with that, I'll hand over to Cam, because I'm sure Cam's got choice words about tonight.
6: Um, any responses to what Baji said, Lisa Marie, Nina? Before I, I go, was just gonna say, I, you know,
2: I let go Lisa go Nina. first. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I completely get that. I don't lose hope in this team. I never have. I mean, I did it against Leicester. I learned the i I learnt my lesson, and you know, I I publicly go on record and said I'd never do that again. My only thing is, with all the games that Liverpool have been playing, all that Man City have got to focus on on the league, and I do believe should they get something tomorrow. I think that just sets them in good stead to actually go ahead and win it. And that's no slight on Liverpool. That's just saying that they have nothing to play for but the league. And I don't think I'm wrong for saying that.
3: Oh, Nina, I think that is a good point. You know, I mean, you know, when you consider not just, again, the path that the team has taken since January, but the fact that we've remained in all four competitions, I mean, that's, you know that's as mentally draining as as it is physically draining yeah. um, for everybody. And and I think sometimes people do lose a little bit sight on the on the mental side of the game. You know, and and I don't mean I don't mean just you know from a tactical standpoint, but just from an emotional standpoint. And having to you know have these difficult game in various competitions week in and week out. I mean it's tiring. It makes me tired to think about. Um, so, I mean, you, you have to, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not an excuse. It's, it's just kind of an explanation that no other team has had to do that. Um, and no other team has had, you know, no other teams had to do it this season, you know, and no other team has ever had to do it this late in the season from my understanding. So, you know, kudos to our guys for, for what they've, you know what they have done. I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing, and yeah, and again, back on January the, you know, I'll just arbitrarily pick a date. Six, if you had told us we were going to win a treble. We all would have taken arbitrarily, that. absolutely. We would have been elated with that possibility. So, so I think, yeah, I think we all just need to kind of step back, and I'm I'm lecturing myself. Okay, this is this is also a lecture to Lisa Marie is. We need to take a step back and and just enjoy it. You know, I mean, Trevor Downey and I have a kind of a running joke about hashtag fun, and it should be. It, you know, we need to see the joy in in what our team is doing, and we need to, you know, just relish that. And and you know, that's that's just the most I can say. Yeah, I mean, well, I think, I
0: look- our, I think our Irish Pep lookalike is probably onto something there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, the reality is this: we have
0: a messy looking like as well. We do. That's funny. We have two of we have two of them depending on how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Does
2: that mean Simon (laughs) Brundish looks like Ten Hag?
0: No, Simon
2: Brundish looks like Simon Brundish.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Ten Hag looks like Simon Brundish. Look at that, nice
2: recovery, nice recovery. I mean, Cam, I'll let you speak. Oh, sorry, let you speak. But Steve Pizza there goes, I'll be at the Wolves game again, again this season, last game of the season. Maybe this time it'll be yes. different. Here's hoping, yes. here's hoping, pizzas are on you.
0: Go on then, oh, Cam.
6: Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the line had broken up there, sorry. Um, right, where do I start then? Um... Personally, I've just looked at the Premier League table. Uh, we're top of the table, people. Yeah, we are, t- we are actually top of the table. So, for me, that's a positive. Regardless of the result tonight, if City had won all their games, remaining games, and granted it's got a little bit easier for them now with tonight's result, there's a little bit of pressure off them in that respect, they would still have won the, the league even if we'd won all of our games. So, tonight's result was, would not have been the result that would have cost us the league we, yep. we played City twice, drew twice with them, we played Chelsea twice, drew twice with them, we played Tottenham twice, drew twice with them. I know' aside from what I just said about tonight 's game we, we we threw two two points away against brentford we, uh, we lost at West Ham away, we lost at Leicester away, a game that we should have battered them in we threw yep. two We threw two points away against Brighton at home there's a litany of games there where we have thrown away, you could say, this league, if you want to be that critical about this team. But you can't be critical about this team. You cannot be critical about this team. This is the greatest Liverpool team people will see in their lifetimes. Unless Jürgen has got, whatever Jürgen has got planned going forwards, I don't know. As Baji said, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what the future holds. But right now, this is the greatest Liverpool team you'll ever see. Tonight in the cup, yeah, I'm just going to go off track now slightly. I, honestly, I've had the most amazing day. I really have. Today, for me personally, has been really special, yeah? Today, I got to take my little one to her first game. She's just sitting there listening now. Little bit embarrassed that I'm I'm mentioning her now, no doubt, you know, squirming in the seat, thinking, Oh my god, my dad's embarrassing me again. But yeah, it this this is what I do. Yeah. For me today was about taking my little one to the game and letting her experience that the cop today, the stadium today, the fans today, we were on a different level. Even after the game, after the final whistle, that cop was so loud. It was something else the cop have not given up the people in the stadium yeah they'll be people will be deflated they'll be down it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the league's not over I don't hear the fat lady singing yeah like like Baddy said we don't know what's happening tomorrow yeah but what I will say to people is don't watch that game tomorrow do not watch that game do something constructive with your life Seriously, let it go. Whatever's going to be is going to be. You're just going to torture yourself by watching that game. Seriously, do something better. Get in the garden. Get the deck chair out. Get a glass of wine, glass of beer, glass of mango, lasi for baji. Yeah. Get a book. Read it. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy life. Yeah.
2: Why do you sound like Bernardo Silva?
6: <laughs> oh, damn it! Did I mention a book? I shouldn't have mentioned a book. <laughs> All right, get get your laptop out and get Netflix on. Do anything. Enjoy the enjoy the birds singing. But seriously, yeah, people have got to be realistic. Yeah, to have done the quadruple, yeah, it's it's practically impossible. You know, you, you've got to be realistic. Yeah, I mean, there, there's every chance we only come away with one trophy this season. There's every chance still we come away with four trophies, or three, or two. We just don't know but enjoy the ride because this is Liverpool Football Club and what one thing Liverpool Football Club don't do, they don't throw the towel in. Okay. Jurgen Klopp hasn't thrown the towel in. The players haven't thrown the towel in. 99% of the fan base haven't thrown the towel in. Up the Reds. Up the fucking up Reds. The,
4: up the Reds. The pressure's not on us. The pressure's on City. They have to do what they have to do. They have to collect those points. They were the favourites before the season. They were the favourites in January when they were up 14 points. They were the favourites yesterday. They'll be the favourites tomorrow. Nothing has changed. We're top of the table. All is still to play for.
2: I am absolutely loving the positivity on this podcast. Uh, I'm (laughs) glad, you know, uh, Cam and Havinda called in. And I hope, Cam, your little one, is absolutely just taken, t- has taken in the whole Anfield atmosphere. And we hope, we hope she's um, a future red because, uh, you know, we need them. And I hope she enjoyed her experience. And yeah, I'm sure she had a fun time with, with you on the cop. Right. Um, uh, Cheers, guys. Cheers, boys. Pleasure. Welcome. Pleasure talking to you. Thanks, you for
4: calling Thank in.
2: Thank you,
6: brother. You're welcome, Lisa Marie.
2: So that was Cam and Harinda. um, uh, I don't know, sharing some positivity, and I think it speaks volumes when they've come from a game. And you know, we've we've been to games where you know you've lost games and you feel really deflated. For them to come on and to kind of up the mood and up the spirit, um, I really, really respect that. I guess we've got to go back to um, some maybe some talking points and maybe some of our key players. And I'm going to come to you first, Lisa, because you kind of mentioned this player. um, You know, the front three, and you know, we're we're not really blaming. And I think. I think is absolutely spot on. You know, you can't you can't single out sort of players, but you know, um, in terms of oh that didn't go right and that didn't go right because obviously we have to take into consideration that you know they are they are tired and they have been pushed to their very limits. But a player that really really impressed me from the front three was Luis Diaz. Um, I thought the other two looked ever so slightly quieter. Certainly Mane. Um But for me, Luis Diaz was literally everywhere, Uh pressing, winning the ball. I also love the fact that right, you know, towards the end of the first half as well, you know, again, he he plays a little 2-1 with Mane, has a shot, the keeper saves it. But he just looks so lively and uh, I would absolutely be gassed trying to defend him because he covers so much of the pitch. He goes on the left, he goes on the right. He's good with both of his feet. He's just an absolute mare. but you love it when he's on your team.
3: You just don't know where he's going to pop up. You're right. I mean, I think he's got to be an absolute nightmare to defend, long may it continue, um, because he is. He's everywhere. You just – I mean, sometimes I get a little bit tired just watching him because <laughs> he's everywhere. And I am just loving on him. I mean, he had a couple just you – know, I can't even think of a specific um, incident, but – his pace is amazing. He, you know, holds on to the ball so well. And, and he has been, you know, he's just been a gift to this team for the second half of the season. You know, um, I I can't even remember who. It may have been, um, I don't know, it was one of the other podcasts where they were just talking about, you know, what a brilliant January signing he was. And you know what? It's so lovely to see him play so well against Spurs because, you know, by all accounts, that's who we um, – we stole him from, so to speak, um, you know, or, or, who else we, I mean, we could be playing against him today, not having him on our team. So there's, there's another bright spot for us all to consider, but yeah, no, Diaz, Diaz was absolutely, um, a true positive for the game today.
2: It was absolutely. Amanda, I want to get your thoughts on, on Luis Diaz. You, you kind of were singing his praise as well. And it was only fitting that he kind of got the goal, albeit deflected. Uh, but, if it was, if anyone was going to make magic happen, it it was going to be him today. Um, I don't know. He he kind of like I, do, I he's like that magic kind of player, and I don't think I've been this excited about somebody in that regard, like since like maybe like a Luis Suarez, where he's just magic with his feet. I want to you know, like I just love seeing him on the ball.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's relentless, right? I think that's the mm. best way of describing him. He's relentless. He is just go, 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 full throttle all the time. He pops up everywhere where you need him. Um, he's always a threat. Uh, yeah, Luis Diaz has is, is been a revelation for us. He's been, you know, arguably the best uh, the best signing we've had in a little while in January. Um, well, aside from Virgil. Which um, is so long ago? It does seem yeah. like a long time ago, though. It does seem like um, a long time ago, though. It Does seem like forever ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's it's you know you were talking about pace, Lisa Marie, and it's 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 not just pace, but it's pace with the ball. Um, yes. and that's not something that you see far too often. Um, you know, against Villarreal, we weren't seeing guys. We weren't seeing the guys. You know, aside from Mo trying to take. On the defender, um, really just attacking, attacking, attacking with the ball at his feet. And when Luis came in, he changed the game there. Um, You know, it's no surprise that he scored the goal today. Uh, He's just, you know, everything right now. He's the man of the hour. Um, He's just, you know, he's just slightly faster than everybody else right now. Maybe he's fresher than a lot of the guys, and that's that could be a reason why. But he just seems to be on a different. Speed on a different frequency and that is um yeah it's special to see a player like that it's special to to get excited anytime a guy has a ball and be on the edge of your seat and and know that something good is going to happen or or something spectacular or or an unnecessary um touch that that he takes in, in in a way that is just shows his skill and his love and his enthusiasm for the game and i think that's the best credit you could give to him is that he plays with the joy that 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 he expresses in his football. And, um, and yeah, long may it continue. Um, He's definitely going to be a fixture in that side for a long time. And this is just the beginning for Luis Diaz. I mean, in two years time from now, Luis Diaz is going to be in conversation for the Ballon d'Or. And I, I I legitimately believe that.
2: I love that. I love, I love the fact that, you know, his ceiling is um, so high and long may it continue. He's doing so well. And, uh, again, a massive, massive player for the Reds, um, against Villarreal, you know, that sub, uh, you know, he just injected some different kind of energy and makes our front three look fresh again, you know, another, another problem for defenders to deal with. But, I mean, Lisa, I'm going to come to you because, of course, we're talking about Luis Diaz and obviously he, he scored the equaliser, but, and I think Harinda touched on this as well, like what really kind of frustrated him was, um, about the goal was, um, the space. And I think this is where maybe, because obviously Liverpool played with such high intensity and such pace. And I felt like, and I think Kevin touched on it as well. Like, I felt like the pace kind of dropped off, the intensity kind of dropped off. Because if you kind of look at their goal, there's so much space in, in the middle of the park for, you know, Harry Kane to run to see Sessigny and, you know, for him to kind of square it across to, um, Son. But, you know, you look at our midfielders and the, the space between our midfielders defence midfielders and defenders, uh, that, you know, again, that was, um, that was a bit of a concern and of course and every time you know the Spurs players were in possession in that in that little passage of play there wasn't no real pressure from our lads
3: i had made a note um probably just a few minutes before the before they scored that you know we had come out starting you know with kind of a you know a good tempo and everything and then probably about i don't know 53 minutes or so it it just felt as though we had kind of backed off a little bit and and Spurs had caught up to us and you know and they were pushing and pushing i know just before sun scored i think i think it was Robertson had a pretty good block to stop him as as he was headed forward so i just you know sun has got he's got great pace and he is you know he's every bit as relentless as our front 3 can be and you know, he just he just kept pushing for that you know f- to find that opening and and he found it and you know i mean I guess credit to him. I mean, again, if he were, if he played probably for just about any team other than Spurs, I'd probably be congratulating him right now. Um, but yeah, but he, you know, he, he took advantage of, you know, us just, you know, taking our foot off the gas, if you will, or just allowing that space to open up. And he saw, really saw the opening and he took it.
2: No, he did. He did. And he is a sensational, um, uh, he's an incredible footballer and, um, you know, his goal scoring uh, tally would suggest so as well. And I think there's a lot of uh, Liverpool supporters that do rate him absolutely highly. Uh, Mando, I'll come to you, your thoughts on the goal that we conceded. I mean, we're not really nitpicking here. I mean, we know that they were tired, but again, you know, it was just that space, um, you know, just just those just not take, you know, because if you think about how hard we worked in the first half and the amount of pressure we applied and the only thing that kind of disappointed you in that first half was the fact that the quality of the final ball probably wasn't the best. Our decision making might not have been the best. And they literally, the only time where they kind of look half-threatening, they kind of score.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think what happened is um, the ball got to Harry Kane and, and uh, Trent and Konate followed Sun and they left Sessegnon in a ton of space. Uh, then he played a simple ball into Sonny, and, and I mean, he's not going to miss from there. Um, and that happens in football. Um, we're susceptible to that. I mean, we're always susceptible to the break. Um, we play such a high line. Um, our fullbacks are such an integral part of our attack. We're typically playing with a back two. Um, these types of things are happening. Sessegnon has pace. Son has pace. Harry Kane is, is um, credit to him. He's a really good passer of the ball. Um, and he plays put a peach on to you got ball, got back to, uh, to sunny in space. And then that's going to happen. I mean, those are the types of goals that I, that when we concede, those are the ones I expect us to concede to get caught on the break. That's what happens. Um, that's the risk we take. Uh, I, I I'm sure, you know, Jürgen's not too shocked. These are quality players. We're talking about Harry Kane's a quality player. Sunny's a quality player. Um, and, and when you leave space like that open, you're going to get punished. And that's what, that's what happened. Uh, you know, was it a mistake for, for, for Trent to, to follow Sun when Kanate had him tracked? Sure, that's that's miscommunication. That happens. Um and, and, and you know, it's 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 honestly is to me, it's it's so impressive that we are able to keep clean sheets as often as we do because we play such a high line because we give up that space regularly. And, you know, we rely so much on Allison. Um but Sometimes things are just inevitable. That goal right there, once it got to sunny, there was nothing that was going to happen. That was going to be the result. It was a matter of us picking up ourselves up from our bootstraps and 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 getting a goal. We didn't get a goal quick enough. Um, and then what ended up happening is we were pressing and, and we ran out of time. Uh, and that that that's part of the game.
2: Call him Sunny, and I'm going to stick with you, Mando. I want to get your thoughts on somebody who was like fizzing the ball around really, really well for us. Um, I have to um mention Thiago. I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, his his passing was pretty much elite in this game, in my opinion, uh, given the circumstances. You know, sort of trying to spread out the play, trying to do something, looking up and pinging it. I, we shouldn't be surprised that he's that good, but in a game that is so, like, I thought defensively, like Harinda said that, you know, it was an Italian defensive job because I thought, you know, they had their four banks disciplined so well. There was very, very little space for, you know, you know, they made it difficult for our front three. Let's be honest. They really did. You have to give credit to how defensively set up and how alert this Spurs team was. But I love the fact that he was trying to get the full backs involved in the game, looking up, pinging it. I mean, Towards the end, he even like tried playing this really, really adventurous pass where I think T- Trent was on, but he just that that didn't work for him. But as a whole, his alertness in this game for me was really, really impressive.
4: Yeah, Thiago Alcántara is a phenomenal footballer. Um, he's he's arguably the best at what he does. Uh, the touch on his passes, the vision he has, um, mm. he's working three steps ahead of everyone else. Um, he has this incredible knack of of getting away with some fouls that should be yellow cards and never getting them hardly um he is just a really smart footballer um yeah i you know i followed him at barcelona i watched him at bayern munich uh he's a guy that everywhere he goes he's he's impressed um everywhere he goes he plays a pivotal role i you know i was surprised we signed him not because i didn't think it was quality i just didn't think uh he'd have the legs um in a lot of his other teams in his in his past he didn't have to do this much running he didn't have to do this much covering he didn't have to to do as much as he does now but he's 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 adapted and acclimated and and, and now I can't envision a midfield uh in a big game that doesn't include Thiago Alcântara when he's healthy um, it just gives us another threat, you know, balls over the top to your point, you know, trying to find Trent and, and, and Andy on a regular basis, the way he breaks down, uh, passes through the lines. Um, you know, there was a, a, a play at the end uh, of the of the match where, where he held the ball a little bit on the edge of the box and, and, and tried to get Trent um, over yeah. the top. And Trent was wide open. Um, I think Trent didn't realize that there was another defender that was playing him on. So he tried to track his run and then that's a timing issue and that happens. Um, But ultimately that pass was perfectly weighted. Um, You know, watching the English, the the, uh, U.S. feed here on NBC uh, or on Peacock or USA or whatever the hell it is now. um, You hear these guys talk about him in a way that they don't talk about other players. And these are players, these are, these are former players, former pros. Um, and that tells you everything you need to know. Um, he plays the game at a different pace, um, at a different level. Um, yeah, he's a Rolls Royce of a footballer. And, 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 um, it's, it's, it's incredible how many of those we, we actually have. Um, you know, Virgil's the best at what he does. Allison's the best at what he does. Thiago arguably is the best at what he does. Fabinho's the best, um, defensive midfielder in the world. Um. You know, on on their day, any of the front uh, front three are the best in the world. Um, it's just incredible, and so to see him fit in the way he does, to see him just play the part and be be you know the brain of the team um, in the engine room is is is, is something that uh, I, I take a lot of joy in doing on a weekly basis. Um, I'm just happy he's a red.
2: Absolutely, and he's certainly getting those minutes in. And Lisa, I'll come to you with your thoughts on, on Tiago and his performance in this game and you know, did he impress you as well?
3: Absolutely. Um, yeah, he you know, I mean, if you kind of if you take maybe Tiago out of the team today, it it maybe could have been a whole lot worse, you know, looking at glass half full sort of thing. He kept things moving. He kept it ticking over, you know, as he has been doing for us Um, all season and you know you just sometimes you see him with the ball and I I sometimes just kind of just have to stop and marvel because it is it is just amazing what the you know just what he does with the ball for lack lack of a a more poetic way of saying it. it he just he's just on another level from anybody you know in you know in the midfield and you know in any other team and I'm, you know, we're so lucky that, you know, we, we got him in our team and they didn't, you know, discount his age or, or anything else. I know, you know, and I know last season, but I mean, the man basically had his leg broken by, you know, and and I think it just took a while, you know, to get him back to form and, you know, and he's shown it to us. This season, and you know that's just one of the other many things that we have going for the team right now. That is just pushing things in a positive direction, and I, I do. I just like yeah, hey, hey.
2: we're big Tiago fans. Um, we've had some comments in in our chat box in our chat box in Discord, and you know, of course, it, hindsight is a wonderful thing, and obviously, we we know the subs that like Jurgen Klopp made um I think I think it was um I think it was Mando that said that was sort of um maybe uh you know the, the costas for Robo was you know that was sort of pre-discussed before the game that you'll come off at this time and he'll come on of course Jota came on for Hendo and obviously there's some chit chat you know but people think you know Mane looked a little bit anonymous in, in the chat box you know we've got we've got um Uh, Bishop Ardo saying that it needed Bobby's intelligence in the last 20 minutes, but obviously he was out injured, so that one wouldn't work. But we've got, we've got Chris, Chris S1990, who says the game needed Divok in the last 20, especially with all the crosses that were coming in, and there certainly were a lot of crosses coming in. So, Lisa, I'm going to come to you. I mean, Jota came on for Hendo. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on that. and also the the comments because you know you you can obviously rely on D V to a big div to score a, a vital goal certainly for the
3: club. <laughs> As you know, I mean i I was okay with the with the substitutions that that Klopp made. Um, you know, definitely for sure, you know, Samika's coming on for Robertson. We you know we've already touched on you know Robo just looks he just looks tired. Um, so I think you know that was spot on. I. I think Jada for Henderson, you know, wasn't a bad move because, you know, we've all talked about how Jada can play, be playing absolutely horrible, but then he just has that knack of stopping yes. in with a goal. And, you know, we needed that today. So I don't think Jada for Henderson was was a bad shout or a bad selection. Um, I mean, Divock... Would have been great as well, I think. You know, maybe for that last 20, especially you know, he offers that additional height, too. Um, you know, he's just got a little bit more height than um, you know, Mane or or Sala and and you know, that right time, right place. But you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. <laughs> you know, we can all woulda, coulda, shoulda, and and you know, all these other things, but um, do I, I mean, I, I think when I saw that you know, Samikas and And Jada were coming on for for Henderson, and because I think too, you know, someone was saying it may have just been in the chat, Discord chat during the game that you know Henderson's played better these last couple games, and I think it's because he hasn't been playing every minute of every game. He's you know he's been rotated in, and and I think it's done him some good too because I I think he was playing you know well enough in the in the first half and agreed agreed. And so I think you know taking him off, you know is good, you know, for be it whether he plays, you know, midweek against Aston Villa or, or even to start the cup game, you know, uh next Saturday as the captain. So so I think I mean I was I was okay, you know, with Klopp substitution I and then, you know, and it you know, he very well maybe was thinking that he was gonna put Divac on, make have him as the third substitution, but with Bavino on a yellow, as physical as this game was Probably was a wise move, wise move to take him off and put, um, you know, Nabi Kata on for those last. However, it was.
2: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, if he was going to make that Keta move, um, I think I think you're right. I think that might have been a false sub because you you certainly expect Keta to come on earlier than that because obviously that's where he'd probably impact the game. Mando, I'll come to you with regards to the subs. Uh, what did you make of the subs and also the comments regarding what what we read in the chat there?
4: Uh, I thought they were fine. I mean, I think Samikas uh, was probably planned before the match that he yes. would get half an hour or so. So that was fine. He didn't really put a foot wrong, so it's not like I can say it was a bad decision there. Um, secondly, uh, Jota came in. Jota offers the threat of a goal. We were chasing the game. I mean, hmm. yeah, that's what that's what you're going to do. Yeah, Div, Div is, is a quality player in his own right. Diogo offers a little bit more. He hmm. just offers a little bit more. Um, and that's not a knock on Div Akuriji. This game just wasn't, wasn't really calling for that in that moment. Um, if Fabinho wasn't on a yellow, sure, Div would have probably been the third sub, 100%. And I'm good with that. Um, but, but, but Fabinho's lucky he, he only, you know, he didn't get a yellow earlier in the match, to be honest. Um, he had like three or four pretty, pretty, you know. <laughs> pretty aggressive fouls that he didn't get a yellow for. Um, and then he finally did and that's fine. Um, but we had to play it smart. You know, we can't at this point in the season lose a player like Fabinho for a match or two, just because you, you know, we're chasing this one. Um, so I thought that was a smart move. Naby also gives you a little bit of a threat. He can dribble, he can break through lines. Um, and with the banks that, a uh, uh, four and at the end, five, uh, defenders that, that, um, Tottenham was playing and Conte had going on. Then, it, it it made sense. I thought the subs, um, they might not have turned out with an extra goal or what we would have hoped for uh, in a perfect scenario, but I thought that they were the right moves to make.
2: I think that's fair. Um, I, I didn't have many grumbles with the subs either. Um, it made sense to throw in the striker. Um, yeah, um, guys, uh, I think we have pretty much come to the end of the pod. Lisa, is there any final takeaways that you want to share anything you want to get off your chest i call this the closure part once we discuss it we never discuss it again so is there anything you want to get off your chest about the game any thoughts any key key moments any key play that you kind of want to discuss i'll i'll hand it over to you i'm gonna take that long pause as no i think we've got everything covered there what about you mando
4: uh, no, not, not not necessarily. It's just things didn't go our way. We didn't we didn't capitalize on some chances we had, and we weren't clinical, and that's part of the game, and, you know, we have a lot to play for. So on to the next one, yeah.
2: On to the next one. I think Lisa might have been on mute. So I, I don't really,
3: <laughs> <laughs> really have anything insightful to say. The only thing I said was Naby Cade's yellow card for his foul on Harry Kane was absolutely worth it.
4: I don't disagree with that. That's a fair assessment.
2: We love that. I love that. Uh, You know, and that is the kind of analysis that we love you for, Lisa Marie, because I completely forgot that he got a book. He got booked as well, right, guys? I think we have come to the end of this Nina Carza show. Um, lots, you know, lots to be hopeful and optimistic about. Um, a massive thank you to everyone that called in, uh, Kevin, Havinda, Cam. And a huge thank you to everyone that joined us live. I mean, fair play to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for everyone that commented in the chat box to keep this conversation going. And a a special shout out to Harind, actually, for producing the line of the podcast, can we just say. And a huge thank you to both Lisa Marie and Mando. But before I let them go, um, I want to get some plugs. So, Mando, I'll come to you first. Um, Where can people find you on social media?
4: Uh, you could just find me at Armando and Twelve on Twitter. Um, I'm not really um, too too active anymore for my mental health sake, to be honest with you. Uh, but um, yeah, you guys can find me there. Follow everybody on this pod. Um, Lisa Marie's a great follow. Nin, um, everybody at Anfield Index, um, just insightful, fun people. Um, so just make sure you continue to support. Continue to support the Reds. Stay positive. We have a lot to play for, and happy days are ahead. I assure you.
2: Love it. Yep. Give Mandor a follow. Please do. He's awesome. He's excellent. I'm sure you already do, guys. And Lisa, where can people find you on social media? And is there anything you'd like to plug?
3: You can find me on Twitter at lmariemh, And um. Just released the latest episode of the main um, Anfield Index pod. Well, late for you all yesterday um, with Trevor and Cam. So uh, check it out. Lots of positivity on on that one as well. And, um, you know, if you're feeling a little bit down about this game, I just want to leave you with this one last thought. Titan 4, Manchester United. Zero. I hope everyone has a great week. Um especially all of you who are mothers in the US and other places that are celebrating Mother's Day tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day to you.
4: Uh yeah, happy Mother's Day. Man, I can't believe I forgot that. Thanks, sorry.
2: <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Uh indeed. Um yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh take care. I'll be back post um Host villa um, on Tuesday. This is what I mean, the games come thick and fast for Liverpool. They're playing so many games that things get rescheduled. So you know what? Bear patience with this team. Um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Stevie, Stevie G has a night off that one on that night. So guys, take care. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, up the Reds.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically.